0: Hey, 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 it's your girl Leah M. Forney back with another episode of Hey Queen Thrive Season 2. Yo, it's so crazy. I keep saying that, right? (laughs) Listen, hope all is well. Hope y'all staying safe out there. I'm super excited for this episode and this guest. But before I get into all of that, listen, your girl got an announcement. So listen, if you are a part of my Thrive Tribe, which you should be, I'm just saying, if you're not a part of my free community, Thrive Tribe, I'm, I want to know why. Just saying. Just saying. just I, You know, just saying. Um, but if you are a part of my Thrive Tribe, the Thrive Tribe apparel and merchandise line has dropped. Do you hear me? I'm so excited for my Thrive Tribe members. Let me tell y'all, the day it dropped, and it dropped January 7th, um, honey, they were shopping. They were shopping. Do you hear me? They were shopping. And so I'm so excited for them because they have been the ones to get the first dibs, um, exclusive access to the merchandise line before I release it to the public. So if you are not a part of the Thrive Tribe, yeah, you're missing out because the public is not getting access to it until 30 days later. Sorry. But (laughs) that is when the public will get access to the uh, Thrive Tribe apparel. So, listen, the link to join the Thrive Tribe if you want exclusive access not only to the merchandise, but also to, um, Any of the upcoming stuff that I have coming up in 2022, because trust me, your girl got a whole lot of stuff coming up in 2022. Um, Definitely make sure you click the link in the description of this episode to go ahead and join the community. It is a free community. Listen, you guys will get not only access to me, I send out amazing content every day, um, and you guys will get first access and exclusive access to anything that I'm doing. So whether that's an event Whether that's a course, whether that's a workshop, a webinar, whatever it is that I'm doing, you guys get first dibs first. (laughs) So that is one of the biggest, biggest perks of being a part of the Thrive Tribe. So definitely make sure you click that link and join us um, so that you too can get that exclusive access um, before everybody else right? Like, I don't know about anybody else, but I love having exclusive access. Like, I love when I feel like a VIP and I get to, like, shop and do other things that everybody else can't do and then I can, like, brag and post pictures and be like, look what I got for being a part of the Thrive Tribe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just me. But definitely make sure you do that. So, I'm excited about this online store. I'm excited um, to be releasing that merchandise. This was something that I thought about doing back in 2021. And after praying about it, you know, God kind of told me not to launch until 2022. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. That's how you listen. That's how you kick off a year, honey. That's how you kick off a year. You kick off a year doing something major, like dropping a merchandise line. Right. And I love the fact that I decided to take it the drop ship route because I wanted. To make sure that I wasn't holding on to inventory. You know, I have done both in the past. I have had a dropship store and I've had um, inventory. And so, for those who don't know what dropship is, it's basically you have a, um, what we call a, uh, I don't want a print on demand, a POD store. So like Shopify, Teesprings, Printful, all of those are PODs, right? And so basically what you do is you upload the graphics and what it is that you're um, doing or what it, you know, like whatever it is that you want on the shirt, the mug, whatever you're putting out. And then um, you create like an online store and then you basically send people to the online store and that drop ship company once they purchase it will print and ship it directly to your customer for you. Um, And so I decided when I came up with doing the merchandise line for my Thrive Tribe, um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do the drop shipment way because I just didn't want to have a whole bunch of boxes in my house and having to ship and package um, and, and do all that stuff. Like I just didn't want access to that. And the good thing about having a POD, if you're thinking about doing those things, Um, The good thing about it is that you, you know, like your customer has um, access to them. So if there's something wrong with the shipping, if they didn't get it, whatever the case is, they can contact them directly. Right. Um, To find out what's um, going on with their their order. Whereas if you are holding on to inventory, guess who they got to contact? you <laughs> right so i just wanted to cut out the middleman and that's why I, I i made the decision to go that route so yeah definitely to all my thrive tribe members i appreciate the support you guys have been shopping like crazy um cuz i've been getting the alerts <laughs> So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love, love, love seeing all the posts and the tags about the merchandise. Like it's, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So definitely again, if you want exclusive access to the Thrive Tribe merch before the public, click that link in the subscription of this episode and join us in the Thrive Tribe community. So enough about that listen i'm so excited about this guest on this episode listen she is one of my sisters (laughs) one of my sissies very few people get tagged my sissy or my sis right um but i i love her to death (laughs) right um plus she's my fellow Aquarian our birthday is a day apart from each other and so I love her love her love her to death I love what she's doing I love how she's taking her pain and turning it into purpose and and creating such an amazing organization which we'll talk about in this episode but it is the one the only none other than my sis JP Hawkins and so I'm so excited to sit down and have this conversation with her care about all that she is doing um, and how she's using her pain on her platform to really push herself into purpose, but also push other women and men into purpose. So I'm excited to have this conversation with her. Y'all definitely tune in and you already know I'll be back with Thriver Nuggets. what's up my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive family listen I'm so excited about this guest I got first of all she's like one of my big sisters she's a part of my tribe and she's a fellow Aquarian and you know how we feel about us Aquarius is over here but it is the one the only J.P. Hawkins in the Hey Queen Thrive building what's going on girl Woo! what is going <laughs> on yes, honey J.P. Hawkins I am a
1: Aquarius thank you as of January 31st I will be 43 years old thank you 43
0: and fabulous
1: come on I love it I love
0: it all right so tell the people a little bit about you
1: well hello everyone my name is J.P. Hawkins my name is J.P. Hawkins I am the founder of Stand Your Crown and I'm a transformational coach specializing in domestic violence. And my focus is on women who are going through or survive domestic violence and wanting to reclaim their lives. And that's where I'm coming from with Stand Your Crown and as far as myself, um, being a domestic violence survivor um, has really drawn me to uh, start stay in your crown. I felt that it was beneficial for women such as myself that has gone through um, domestic violence and survived um, mm. as we have mourned many lives of women that have not, um, wasn't lucky to see um, the next day through to, due to um, domestic abuse. so with myself with staying a crown is just so much of myself and other women that I am talking with and dealing with is to be the voices of the women that are no longer here
0: I love it oh I love that okay so I have this question (laughs) that I ask all my experts and that is in your opinion what does it mean to be a queen that's thriving
1: well first of all let me say this about a queen a queen for me for me is a woman with strength mm. a woman with um and that's very empowered with everything that she has gone through and survived through in her lifetime mm-hmm. that queen was formed by things that took place in her life Yeah. now as far as thriving for myself it's like me flourishing me becoming more of the woman that I was due to the surviving of mm. domestic violence. And mm-hmm. I do believe for myself as being a domestic violence survivor, I am thriving, um, moving into places with, um, um, such as my statue of uh, being that queen and thriving to increase within mm-hmm. the success, especially with staying your crown, I love you that. know, and for myself, it's like, to thrive is to grow and I have really grown and increased Mm -hmm. the love that I have for myself and the growth is real it's really a blow up for myself yes I love it I
0: absolutely love that I love, i call those mic drops here at Hey Queen Thrive. Like, I love, mm-hmm. I always ask that question because I, I love to hear everybody's take, and everybody always has a different take on what it means to be <laughs> a queen that thrives. So, here in season two, which I cannot believe is season two. Jesus. But here in yes. season two, we are talking about purpose. So, take us on the journey just a little bit on how you discovered your purpose.
1: Well, Leah, you know what? I had discovered my purpose through exiting an abusive marriage Mm. and me exiting that abusive marriage and finding myself, I had to take, I had to remove myself from that situation and get out of J.P. Hawkins' way. Mm. I had to be honest with myself because for so many years, so many years, matter of fact, I'm going to be honest with you, 35 years of dealing with domestic and narcissistic abuse, mm. I had got to the point where enough was enough. Yeah. I was no longer accepting any, anything, low tolerance of any type of abuse from a man. Mm. Now, as we spoke on several occasions that men go through it as well, and I'm not going to exclude that. But for myself, it's just that the domestic abuse that I have endured from that marriage that I was in had got me in a place where I had to mentally check out. Mm. I was ready to mentally check out because I got to a point where I was tired of being sick and tired. I had to look at myself and wonder, why am I going through this?
0: Yeah.
1: So what I did was I surrendered to God. Mm. I surrendered to God and I told God I, I'm tired if this is all you have for my life take me away from here. wow I don't want to be here anymore wow and so what took place the next day I woke up and all I heard was you will be my messenger mm. then the holy spirit come to me and say that and I'm like okay I, I'm I'm not used to that hearing the word that way but from that moment which was actually October the 26th of
0: 2019
1: Mm. is when I started on my mission for the purpose that God has put on me. And that's when I realized what my purpose was because I'm very passionate about domestic violence for men and women, more so women, because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. But the reason why when I add the men into it is because as I stated on many occasions, my mom was the abuser,
0: Mm. my dad was the victim. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm not gonna ever exclude the men because me as a child, visually seeing that, it traumatized me. That's Mm. my dad, you know, my dad getting hurt and being abused like that. So for me, I know this is my purpose and I'm very passionate about domestic violence, Mm. very. So yeah. That's my I, purpose. I
0: love day. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I want to talk a little bit about your organization that is is based on your purpose about domestic violence. Stand your crown. Talk to us about it. Where did that come from?
1: Well, actually, Leah, back in May of 2020, <laughs> I was sitting in my room, just watching TV, and. It just came to me, JP, stay in your crown. Mm. Stay in your crown. And again, all of that came to me stemming from being abused for so many years. Yeah. And for me, stay in your crown for me was, it's finally to a point where it's time for JP to take care of JP. Stand Mm -hmm. up for yourself. Yeah. Stand your crown. Take your position in this world. Yeah. And know where you stand. It's enough space out here in this world for you. Mm -hmm. Because I had issues within myself that I had to address to realize, you know what? I am strong enough. Yeah. I am enough. Yeah. I am beautiful. Mm -hmm. And stand your crown. Went towards the domestic abuse side of things. It's not only just domestic. It's all about the self love and self care and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it went to me becoming a better me. Yeah. And just hearing that word "staying your crown" made me feel empowered. Mm. You know. So yes, yeah, staying your crown is is um, a nonprofit organization. For domestic violence and narcissistic abuse um, victims mm-hmm. and um, it's actually to just know that someone we are we are listening mm-hmm. because when I was going through that abuse, I didn't even know it was a word domestic violence was a word yeah I didn't know that just like I didn't know narcissist was a word mm-hmm. and my abuse started with a uh, uh, farce um, my parents and Mm -hmm. a man, I was a little girl when it came to my parents, but a man, I was 14
0: Mm. and that
1: domestic abuse started from there. Yeah. But knowing the environment that I was raised in, Mm -hmm. I did nothing but attract that type of abuse. Yeah. So now it took 35 years for me to get to a point where it's time for JP to take her position in this world. Hmm. and that's what staying your crown means for me i love it
0: i love it so january is self-love month and you know self-love seems to be this buzzword along with purpose everybody's talking about self-love 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 <laughs> so what does self-love look like for jp
1: <sighs> mm, mm, mm. and you know i'm very passionate about that word self-love Self-love for me is that, and and I want to say this, self-love for me, for myself, my definition, was healing. Mm, Yeah. It took, going through the abuse that I have endured for so long, I didn't love me. Mm. I didn't know how to love me. I wasn't taught how to love properly. Yeah. So, I didn't know what self-love was, what it looked like, what it felt like. And growing up and then leaking into my adulthood, I still didn't understand what self-love was because if I knew loving me the way I should love myself, Mm -hmm. I really believe the things that I have endured would never took place. Yeah, yeah. It would never took place. Because when you love on yourself, you're gonna have no tolerance loving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For anyone to disrespect you, that's family, friends, a man, uh, co-workers. It it, it goes a long way with self-love. And with me, when it comes to self-love, I have been in a place for so long where I didn't love me. I allowed the mistreatment. I allowed the abuse. But now, I'm telling you, been on this healing journey for the past two and a half years, and what I've come to terms with, healing is a lifestyle. Yeah,
0: yeah. Healing is my
1: lifestyle. And self-love started for me two and a half years ago. And as I said in the beginning of this podcast, is that I'm turning 43. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the message that I want to get out to other women and, and, and let them know that, you know, I don't want them to get to a point where they 41, because for me, it was two years, two years ago, 40 it's never too late to love on yourself. No, it's not. But look at all the years Mm -hmm. that was taken away from me because I wasn't taught properly or knew how to love JP. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm in a place of, of loving myself. Baby, I love myself more than I ever loved myself. And there's nothing anyone can tell me. I, I, I'm i not looking for validation from anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to delegate a man to love me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I have to love myself. I have to be happy within me first. Yeah. In order for me to be happy with the man. And that's what the problem was with myself. I mean, not knowing. Me loving on men more than loving on me, the energy that I put into these men, mm. hell, I can go and 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 take my own self out to dinner. Yeah, treat my own self to the movies. Let yeah. me buy myself a pair of boots.
0: Mm-hmm. But knowing
1: the old JP, I was doing all those things for men that I was in relationships with, but I was loving on them more than they was loving on me. Yeah, and they wasn't reciprocating the energy. At all, Mm -hmm. you know. So, self love for me is really a big deal, and and it comes with growth.
0: Yeah, it
1: comes with growth. And like I said, once you start loving on you, I'm telling you, it shines through. You can see the glow, and people know not to come at you because JP ain't dealing with anything else. No more tolerant with tolerating people disrespect tolerating a man beating on me tolerating mm. my parents to abuse me and disrespect me yeah it's no more of that and once you get to a point in your life where you are loving you i mean really loving yourself with that self-love mm-hmm. that's key to keep away all the negative energy yeah because once you love when well, you're gonna protect your space and your peace mmm Come on. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that you mentioned a healing journey because that's where it starts. Like Mm -hmm. when you really recognize that, okay, I have not been loving me. Right. And because I haven't been loving me, I've been tolerating and settling and doing all these things that are diminishing who I am. And it's something about when you make that switch to say, you know what, I really do deserve better and I really do deserve to be loved and I really am worthy and I'm really and I really am deserving of the love that I'm seeking and you really start to give it to you like yeah like you said there's zero tolerance it's like I and then it's this beautiful thing of boundaries that get put in place where you're just like you (laughs) know
1: and your words and (laughs) your words I didn't know my words I did not know my words and now that I'm aware of who JP is, because that big old ball of 35 years of trauma and pain, Mm. I had to peel all that back, Yeah, all that back to reveal who I was. But the first thing that I had to do, honestly, that started my healing journey, Leah, I had to stand in front of my mirror. And this is a true story. Mm. I had to stand in front of my mirror naked. I mean, I seen myself naked, stretch marks everything yeah yeah naked and unashamed and i had to face my mess
0: yeah
1: i had to really face my mess to say you are messed up mm-hmm. it's, okay. Mm-hmm. it's okay it's okay it's it's okay to not be perfect it's okay that you're not okay yeah as much as we sit up here we go out in this world and we walk around with this smile hmm But don't nobody know what's going on behind closed doors with Leah or with JP. Don't nobody know. Yeah, yeah. But once, you gotta think, the biggest fight was me. Yeah. I was my Mm -hmm. biggest fight in my life. So Mm -hmm. for me to address who JP Hawkins is now today and what she was, I had to look in that mirror, Leah, and say, it's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's okay to sit up here and and take the facade thing,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: remove that yeah because I walked around and I spoke I've spoken to friends and family, oh I'm okay, I'm doing good, yes, I'm doing great mm-hmm. but nobody knows when I get home I fall to my knees and I'm crying because yeah. I wasn't okay, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but now I'm in a place behind that healing when I when I took a took a chance on me and started the healing process, things start the, the fogginess start clearing up. hmm hmm I started to see things a lot clearer for yeah. me. Yeah. And having that self-love, believe it or not, not having self-love will cause you to make detrimental decisions. Come on. Come on. It will cause you to make detrimental decisions. Mm-hmm. And when you start loving yourself, I noticed with myself, I start loving myself. I start analyzing things differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I start making decisions for my best interest. Yeah. Not for his interest. Yeah. Not for my children's interest, mm-hmm. not for my parents interest. I had to start making change for me yeah and I noticed by me loving myself more than I ever had it ain't stirring me wrong Mm -hmm. I'm telling you I I I love it
0: yes I love that you said you stood before the mirror naked because I that is so profound on so many levels you know what I'm saying because it's an emotional nakedness you know Mm -hmm. I tell people 2021 I spent a lot of time healing that inner child within and really loving on her and nurturing her and apologizing to her that she really yes. didn't get what she needed to survive mm-hmm. and thrive and that she had to go through some really shitty things mm-hmm. in life to get where she is. But what helped me in that and being that naked and vulnerable in myself helped me to resolve the fact that trauma is a part of my story. It's not the whole yes. story. And when you really start to love on yourself and unpack those layers, like you said, that ball and start pulling back that thing, you realize that for many of your life, you spent a lot of that time with the narrative that, oh my God, my entire being and existence will be traumatic. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. Like it's a part of the story, but it ain't the whole story, you know,
1: destination,
0: right? And so, but going on that self-love journey helped me really the see that, okay, you're, you're repeating this narrative that keeps you in a place of victimhood. You're repeating yes. this narrative, narrative that keeps you broke, busted and disgusted. You know, mm-hmm. like you're repeating his narrative. And when <laughs> I realized, yeah, that narrative ain't going, you know, help. I told somebody the other day, I said, when you lived in trauma, it's like uh-huh. you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Yes. And then what you find out is that the other shoe don't never drop. <laughs> so you live mm-hmm. in this anxious, driven world and then when you make a decision to say I'm gonna stop that narrative I'm gonna stop living that way and I'm gonna wake up expecting God's best for my life something shit exactly exactly and now you're in this completely different clear like you said the fog
1: all of a sudden it's clearer and you mm-hmm. see things clearer and you see your life you clearer and you see the people in your life clearer Oh, they start falling off now when you yeah start, when that when that self love takes place within yourself, and oh, wait a minute she too good or she too bougie or mm-hmm. I can't deal with her no, it's it don't have nothing to do about I feel that I'm too good I, I I actually, I am good, yeah, be around that negativity and the toxicity that was bringing me down, yeah, so now I'm in a place where me loving on j p is like. It, it's, it, call it booty all you want. It's nothing that yeah. anybody can say to me that's going to have me think different. Yeah. Because I love her. Yeah. I love her. As much as we sit up here and be boisterous about, oh, I love him. Oh, I love them. Oh, I love her. Love you. Yeah. The, all that loving energy. It's like we put, we we try so hard. Like mm-hmm. we would dig until our fingers are bleeding. mm mm-hmm. That's the energy that we will put in for someone to love on us. But we do not take that same amount of energy plus more to love on ourselves. And once we start to love on ourselves, like I said earlier, we will tend to look at things differently. Our decision-making will be different. Mm -hmm. Our mindset will shift in a positive manner. Everything will become clearer to you. Your friends that you thought was your friends would no longer be your friends. Your yeah. family, your cousins, oh, you are gonna have some cousins now that mm-hmm. sit up there don't want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just because you want to sit around and do the same thing that you was doing ten year challenge ago. Okay, I'm on something different.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. want
1: more for me and my legacy.
0: Yeah, I so, love that.
1: Hate hate me for loving on me. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, and I'm what okay with with people whether what people don't realize. Two is that when you're loving on yourself, you're essentially breaking generational curses. Yes, because for many of us, especially as Black women, we didn't see our mamas loving on themselves, we didn't see grandma loving on themselves, we didn't see like. So when you're making the decision to be like, the buck stops here, like this ain't happening no more, I ain't passing it down to my kids, mm-hmm. my grandkids, like <laughs> you're now shifting. From a exactly. generational cursing to now a generational blessing because then your mm. children and Hello. your children's children will now see a healthy version of what love looks like.
1: And, exactly. And and, and and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Leah, because I didn't... Well, you know, when we have our grandmothers, we're young. Yeah. We don't know better when we're young than seeing a grandmother. When it comes to our mother, we are young, but we are around our mothers more Mm-hmm. We grow up and me growing up. I didn't see that. I saw my mother depleting mm. and her body deteriorating mm-hmm. from society. Yeah. And my mother never showed me or even, actually my mother never sat down with me to even have a conversation about loving on you. Mm. My mother never spoke the words to me to say, you are beautiful. Yeah. And you wonder why the first man that whispered in my ear, Mm -hmm. I was so attached. Mm -hmm. And why I was like, oh my God, this man loves me. But then the man, the representative go away Mm -hmm. and the abuse start. Yeah. And uh, knowing the abuse that I have endured from my parents, that was the love language for me. That was my love language. So when I got into these abusive relationships, I thought it was love. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Leah, from the time I was a little girl up till 40, I dealt with abuse for 35 years. Mm. But not no counselor helped me. Yeah. No psychiatrist helped me. No man helped me. God is what brought me through this. Yeah. I'm telling you, I was on my knees and I prayed and I prayed. And I didn't know how to pray. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm not ashamed to say I was at first, but I'm not ashamed to say that. But God has brought me through so many obstacles. Mm-hmm. And what I came to realize that night on October 25th of 2019, when I got on my knees and I asked God, take me away from here because I can no longer do this. Mm-hmm. But what I had to understand and realize, God had my hand from that little girl. And that 40-year-old woman back then, it was a six-year-old girl trapped in that 40-year-old Yeah, body. yeah, hmm So me turning to God, not me turning to family and friends and a man. I had to turn to my maker. Yeah. To sit up there and say to me, I have you daughter. I've always been here for you. Mm -hmm. Allow me. Yeah. Come on. Allow me to lead you. Allow me to take you on this walk of of, of what you think that is impossible. Yeah. And I'm telling you, every since that I sit up here and I have given myself over to God and allow God to work work wonders through me and move mountains for me. Mm-hmm. I have seen things in my life that transpired that I never thought was possible. Wow. He's amazing. And all like that. that start with love. That yeah. I had I had to also love God. And 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 I remember telling my daughter, I love God. Mm -hmm. i never said that Mm -hmm. but i love god i have a relationship i can honestly say that i have a relationship with god where i talk to god as if he's in my passenger seat going to work yeah hey god i talk to him yeah and and it helps me it helps me get my day started but the, the the last thing that i would say after i i do that prayer and talk to god I look in that rear view mirror, Leah, and I say to myself, I love you. Yeah. You know that? Mm -hmm. Do you know I love you? Yeah. As long as you love on yourself, that's where that self-care come in. Because a lot of people get that self-care and self-love twisted. It's not the same. Mm. You think because you're going to get your hair nails done, you loving on yourself. Yeah, okay. Well, you can go ahead and get your hair nails done, but still be broken. Come on. You, you can just be sit cute. up here and, and yeah, you'll be cute and broken. You can go get the flyest outfit and ready for the club oh. and be cute, broken, and twerking. Come on. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Then when you get out of the club or your family reunion or your whatever event you're celebrating, mm-hmm. then guess what you go do? Same you day. go have pillow talk mm-hmm. with yourself. Crying into that pillow mm-hmm. because you put on that facade out there in and, and, and the public, but that woman is broken. So with your pretty nails, your hair and the bonnet or whatever, when you're going to sleep. And when you wake up the next morning, guess what? You're still broken. So self-care is not the same. Once you get to that point in your life where you have to realize self-love is key. Mm-hmm. You love on yourself. I'm telling you, I never knew anything about self-love because I wasn't taught that. Yeah, My environment was toxic. Yeah. So I had to Learn. And I had to get to a point, and it's sad. And this is so much about staying your crown, where I want to deliver a message to women my age, older, or mainly the young ones mm-hmm. that I don't need you to get to 40 and stop the abuse that you endure or stop the mistreatment. Yeah. So I'm saying that to say that that self love that is needed will keep away the demons. I'm telling you. Yeah. It yeah. will keep away those demons and, 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 and Satan seeking into you mm-hmm. and then you acting out because by you also not having that self love, you start doing things that you should not be doing. I'm telling you. Yeah. Me loving on myself now, I'm telling you, I love myself more than I ever love myself. And it's the best thing that I could have ever done in my life. But by the grace of God and having mercy over me. Mm. I know that's what took place because God carried me all these years but I just didn't know him I didn't have a relationship yeah with him. but now I let God do his thing with me I mm. stay out of my way mm-hmm. and I'm like I get up every morning okay God what you have for me today
0: yeah I love it I love it. I love it. This has been so good. So listen, before we go, we got to talk about some goals. 2022 is here. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. What are some goals? What are you working on?
1: Well, I have numerous goals that I'm working on. I'm working on my book, um, Broken Innocence, A Broken Rearing. Only if you knew my story is my book that I'm writing um, actually 12 chapters in. I have Um, I'm almost complete. I have 10 chapters done so far. So um, that book, I'm looking to get it edited and released this year, 2022. And that's basically, it's a nonfiction book. It's about my life. And I just hope that me writing this book, it will relate to um, people that has been through what I have been through. And I know it's a lot of people there. But again, we have a lot of people that stand behind the shadows and I can just be that voice to bring them out. Mm-hmm. You know, to the forefront, and I'm also working on putting together a domestic violence rally okay. um, this year. Of course, starting here in Maryland, and um, where I'm from. So, dealing with this domestic violence rally, and writing a book, and getting Stand Your Crown together, together finally. Um, With the group that I have on Facebook, I need to get back into. And that's a whole nother story of things that um, actually pulled me away for a minute. And I think you mentioned it earlier about deserving. You know, and for myself, Staying Your Crown, the group, I got my trademark, my logo and everything. So I just want to put everything together and see Staying Your Crown blossom.
0: I love it. I love it. So tell the people, how can they
1: connect with you? Well, everybody, they can connect with me through stay your crown at gmail.com. You can also um, go on Facebook. My group is Staying Your Crown Against Domestic and Narcissistic Abuse for Victims and Survivors. Um, I also have a business page there as well um, called Stand Your Crown Only. You can um, come into the group, and of course, you will have to be approved to get into the group. It is a private environment because the nature of the group is very sensitive. And again, if anybody wants to reach out to me, like I said, stayinyourcrown at gmail.com. I will get the notification, and I will reach out as soon as possible
0: i love it well sis i so appreciate you being on hey queen
1: thrive season two i love hey queen thrive i really do i i just want to say this to you i am very 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 proud of you Thanks. i see all your accomplishments that you have made in 2021 and you are coming in with 2022 with a bang. and i'm very proud of you the energy i need to steal some of your energy <laughs> I need that energy because Leah, you are doing it. I'm so Thank proud of you, you, sister. I really am. And there's a lot of women at 35, not even where you are. There's a lot of women older than you. That's not where you are. Yeah. So it's just a blessing. And I'm really, really glad to come on. Hey, Queen Thrive. And I'm so blessed that God has allowed you to cross my path. Thank I love you.
0: you. Sis. Mm-hmm. I love you too. Listen, didn't I tell you she was incredible, y'all? Listen, I'm so excited for all that you are doing. Shout out to my girl, J.P. Hawkins. Y'all make sure you are connecting with her. Make sure you are joining her Facebook group, shooting her an email, following her on social media. Listen, she is doing amazing things, amazing things. So definitely, definitely stay connected. Y'all know I only bring the best of the best. Where's to? Hey, Queen Thrive. So shout out to you once again, sis. I appreciate you so much for coming through and sharing all that you have shared and i'm so looking forward to all that you're going to do in 2022 right i'm i'm just excited for you so i salute you queen Um, uh, but listen it is thriving nuggets time listen i promise you i love this segment y'all i don't know if i love i probably no yeah yeah i probably love this segment just as much as I love um the interviews, but I definitely love my thriver nuggets segment. And I know this is y'all's favorite segment. So I thought that for this episode of Thriver Nuggets. <laughs> And we would talk about seven signs of toxic relationships. And so, as always, I always want to let you guys know where I got this information from, right? Because we ain't out here plagiarizing in these streets. And so, (laughs) these signs came from Insider.com. Definitely make sure you go over to the website, Insider.com. And look up their uh, article on toxic relationships. And so we're going to talk about seven signs of toxic relationships. Because listen, as we are on this journey to loving ourselves, listen, we got to recognize when you know there's some people, places, and things, and situations, and situationships, and all that good stuff that are no longer serving us. Right? We got to get rid of them in 2022. So let's just dive right into it. So. Sign number one, lack of trust. A partner is someone you can rely on to be, vulnerable, to be vulnerable with and to have in your corner. In the absence of trust, none of these things are possible, right? So sign number one that you may be in a toxic relationship, there is a lack of trust. Y'all don't even trust each other. Mm, help us, Jesus. Help us, all right? Number two, hostile communication. Mm. So there are two different forms of hostile communication. We have what we call overt form of hostile communication, and we have what we have called the subtle forms of hostile communication. So overt forms of hostile communication look like yelling, name-calling, or other hurtful phrases, throwing and breaking things, using your body – or physical intimidation or force. Mm, that's yeah. Subtle signs of hostile communication look like the silent treatment. Ah, Jesus, help us today. Using you statements or blaming statements, uh, constantly interrupting, listening to respond instead of listening to hear and understand your partner. Honey, let me tell you something. <laughs> the old version of Leah, the broken version of Leah. Uh, yeah, some of these subtle ones, yeah, I I used to do. I definitely used to do, like the silent treatment, um, you statements. And let me tell you something about you statements. I learned that even in my career as a therapist. Um, it definitely puts people on a defense. So what I have taught couples and even family members is to use the, the word I, right? Because here's the thing. When you say, I feel... You're taking ownership of how you feel, right? Because it's not nobody else's fault that you feel that the way that you feel, right? And so when we say you, you made me feel, right? Well, immediately that puts somebody on a defense. And so when somebody's on a defense, they ain't hearing nothing you got to say anyway. Just saying, right? Um, I love this one about listening to respond instead of listening to hear. And understand i always say there's a difference between listening to respond and listening to or listening to respond versus listening to actually understand right because that's what many of us do like we can have a whole conversation with somebody and we've heard everything but not really heard everything and we're just waiting for an opportunity to like interrupt and say our piece <laughs> right and that's listening to respond but when you are really seeking to understand someone you do what we call active listening, right? And active listening looks like me slowing down, really engaging with them, listening to them, making that eye contact, and then repeating back what I heard them say and validating what I heard them say. So know that there's a difference um, between the two. All right, number three, controlling behaviors. So your partner doesn't have the right to control your actions or beliefs, Um, According to Woodfin, one one controlling behavior to look out for is threatening loss of something such as financial stability, time with your children, or companionship. So other signs of controlling behavior include telling you what's right, threatening to out you, needing to know everything you do and who you're with trying to manage your money, secluding you from loved ones, or always being present when you are with others, acting like you don't know what you're talking about, requiring access to your personal devices, such as a phone or email account. Mm. yeah, yeah. So if you are dealing with somebody that may be exhibiting some of these controlling behaviors, Know that those are signs that you just may be in a toxic relationship. And let me just say this as a caveat. The term relationship does not necessarily have to mean a romantic partner, right? You could be having some of these issues with some family members because let's be real. There are some toxic family members out here. I should know. I have a few of them that i've had to distance myself from right so you could be having some of these relationships with some toxic family members or some toxic friends or some toxic co-workers i'm just saying it does not have to mean you have a romantic partner all right number four frequent lying so lies no matter how small Erode credibility over time. So when a partner lies to you, it signals they don't respect you as a mutual partner who deserves honesty and care. Lying to your partner indicates your allegiance is to yourself and not the relationship. Ooh, <laughs> right? How many of y'all have had somebody frequently lie to you? I mean, and and let's just talk about it. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it, Thrive Tribe? Can we talk about it, Hey Queen Family? Let's talk about it real quick. And I mean lying over stupid shit. Can we just talk about it? Like, we not even like you ain't even came up with no brilliant lie, right? To lie about something worth lying about. We talk about the folks that like to lie about stupid shit. <laughs> like for example, I get, listen, y'all know I always got some stories. So I can give you a great example. I knew of a guy, right, who was married, going through a separation, right, but he was out here trying to live like a single man, right, and he had a thing for me, and I used to make it very clear, like, one, I don't do, I don't date separate, separate, trying to be single, married, trying to be single, I don't, I don't do none of those, right? Um, but he got caught up in some lying and he didn't feel like he was lying because in his mind, he didn't tell, he just told partial truths, right? That's still lying. I'm a firm believer. Omission is still lying. This is the reason why in the court of law, it is said, it, it, the term is omitted, right? Uh, lie by omission, right? Because you're still lying when you're choosing to tell partial truths, right? You're lying. So in this situation with this particular individual, he got caught up in his lie via Facebook. Right? Because he couldn't even keep it. He was telling so many lies, he couldn't even keep his own lie straight. And here's the thing about Leah that is growing and becoming. I can smell bullshit from a while, mile away. Like, real talk like I could pick it up. There was nothing that that individual ever said to me that I actually believe. I used to tell him time and time again, he was full of shit. <laughs> like, cause I, cause at some point when you're growing and becoming, and you're picking up on toxicity and you're recognizing toxicity in your life and all of that. And those patterns you can pick up on when somebody's, you know what I'm saying? Just bu- bullshit. So when I called them out on it, of course, it was just this ultimate defense, right? Cause here's the thing about people that frequently lie. They don't like you calling them out on a mess. Don't do it. They don't like it unless you want an argument. So I called them out on his on his mess and they and immediately it was defensive immediately. It was defensive to the point where I was like, and this is why you're being blocked. <laughs> and I blocked them and kept it moving. Right. Cause nobody got time for that. We don't got time for people that want to be lying about stupid stuff. This is how people end up hurt or dead because people want to be out here manipulating, you know, situations and circumstances and people for, for their benefit. You know, we're not doing that. So if you're dealing with somebody that frequently lies, yeah, you need to get up out of that ASAP all right number five all take no give if your relationship constantly revolves around what makes your partner happy and ignores your needs it can it can be a sign of toxicity being considerate of your partner is one thing but if you find yourself saying no to yourself frequently to say yes to them you might want to consider setting some boundaries if the if they dismiss belittle or bulldoze your boundaries they could also be, that can also be a sign of a toxic relationship. So here are some signs on one-sided relationships. And let me tell you, your girl just had to deal with that foolishness in 2021. So, whoo, this is good. All right. One sign of a a one-sided relationship is always being the first one to text. Honey, honey boo-boo child. Let me tell you something. Your girl is out here trying to date, right? I'm trying. Keyword in my sentence, I'm trying to date. <laughs> and I promise you, one of my biggest non-negotiables is communication, right? I tell any man that's interested in me, communication, consistency, and time. Those are like my three major non-negotiables. You have to be a good communicator, right? Um, but one thing I can't stand is when you are a man and you claim that you want to pursue me, but you put zero effort in communicating, so it becomes one of those like if I don't text you, you don't say nothing. If I don't reach out, you don't say nothing, honey. Run and run from the hills if you're in one of those situations, because that's one-sided. Any relationship, friendship, partnership, uh family relationships, sibling relationships should be not, should be communicated, should be reciprocal. We're not we're not doing one-sided in 2022. All right, here's another sign of a one sided relationship long gaps between sending a message and receiving a response. Now, here's Leah going, this is Leah playing devil's advocate for two seconds. I am probably the queen of long gaps between sending and receiving a message. And here's why I have a really bad habit. Of like multitasking, and I see somebody then text me and said something, and then in my mind I have responded, but I didn't actually respond. It might be the Aquarius in me. Pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm telling you, cause that's me. That's horrible. And then usually when I see it, I'm like, oh shoot, I could have sworn I, you know, responded. Luckily, my tribe understands me, so they already know. Like if Leah takes about five, ten minutes or longer to respond charge it to her head and not her heart. Because yeah, I could get caught up in something real quick and then forget to even respond to somebody. So I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> Number three, sign up a one-sided relationship, conversations that are choppy. Number four is finding yourself asking over and over for your partner to change their behavior. And five, having a significantly unequal division of labor, responsibility, or contribution to the relationship or household. Oh, those are good. Those are good examples of one-sided relationships. All right, number six. six, Number six, the sixth sign that you may be experiencing a toxic relationship. You feel drained. Think about the last time you did something for yourself, spent time, even virtually with a loved one, or slept soundly. It is helpful to examine how your connections outside of the relationship and with yourself have been affected. affected. Usually, self-care and self-prioritizing are neglected. Time and mental energy and toxic relationships will often be spent on the other person, either directly or indirectly through the backlash of unremitting discord and strife. So if you are in any type of situation where you just feel drained... <laughs> Like, you just feel drained, drained talking to them, drained being in their presence. Yeah, you may be in a toxic situation or relationship, honey. I'm just saying, you just may be. Honey knows, Lord knows, this was Leah's life in, in 2021. This is why I had to get rid of so many people before the year was out. Because, yeah, people was draining me, sucking me dry. And one thing I know about a person that's toxic, like, they will suck you dry. And then when they're done sucking you dry, they're going to go on to their next victim. So you might as well just go ahead and cut the cord right then and there. I'm just saying. All right. And the last sign for uh, toxic relationships or how to identify toxic relationships is that you're making excuses for their behavior. Do you often find yourself forced into a position to defend your partner? Well, it's easy to fall back on the mentality of you don't know them like I do. An outside perspective from someone who knows who, an outside perspective from someone you know loves you, such as a friend or a family member you trust, may be able to clearly see your partner's negative characteristics that are hard to acknowledge yourself. So if you find yourself making excuses for their behavior, honey, boo boo, child, sis, cousin, play cousin, all of that, whatever you want to tag and tie me, your girl is telling you you are in a toxic relationship and you're going to have to think, you're going to have to think long and hard about what it is that you want to do and how you can get out of it so that you're prioritizing some self-love for yourself in 2022. And so this concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive. Listen, tune in again next week for another power pack episode. I love each and every one of you continue to stay safe, continue to stay blessed, continue to boss up and thrive in 2022. And I will be back soon. Peace out.